Skywalker saga is over, but it doesn't mean the story is over. Could we see Ray, Finn, and Poe's next adventure on Disney Plus? We're gonna chat it out here on the Resistance broadcast. Welcome back, everybody. I'm John. Thanks for joining us. Thursday show. That means it is discussion time. Uh, we are gonna have a glorious time talking about a lot of things happening in the galaxy far, far away. Uh, doing that with me, as always, is Lacey Gillerin and James Bainey. Uh, before we started recording, Lacey, we were talking about variants. And no, not Loki variants, s'mores variants. So, I have to ask you, uh, s'mores Pop-Tarts. Is that what my life's come to now? Every time I have a snack in between shows, you're going to bring up the fact that I had that snack? Yeah, has that's that happened before? Been. Yes, it's always Lacey. Before. You were eating this before, Lacey. We were talking about this food before. I think, I think it's was... just whatever. Sometimes whatever we talk about before we start recording is what all right. Comes okay, s'more variant. Go ahead. So now that it's not awkward, uh, <laughs> I was just going to ask you: s'mores pop tarts as good as a real s'more in your opinion? And do you toast your s'mores pop tarts? I eat pop tarts cold. Even Co- the s'mores ones? Cold? All of them. Room temperature. Sorry, cold as in I don't heat them up. Because uh, cold so like is another interesting box. way to eat a Pop-Tart. Oh, no, I don't eat them cold, cold. I just eat them out of the box. Um, better than a regular s'more? No. Uh, do I eat s'mores super often? No. <laughs> so it's just like they were on sale. It was two for one box. So I got mm-hmm. two boxes. I got strawberry uh-huh. and s'more. James, what's the best uh, Pop-Tart? It, it's s'more. But here's the thing is that you really? can't... Really? I was going to say, why is it strawberry? Because no. it's always strawberry. Mm-mm, no, no it's... you're both wrong. It's s'more. But the th- you can't really? get the generic s'more. It does not taste right. It does not taste... I don't know, like how uh, the Pop-Tart brand is, is trying to make this product. <laughs> John, do you think it's... Wait, what's John's flavor then? He said uh, no to both of those. Uh, chocolate chip? No, no. And you don't toast these. Are it you going to say cinnamon sugar? Frosted brown sugar cinnamon yeah. Pop-Tart. I mean, that's the a best. that's a good one, but I don't I don't think it's the best. Strawberry's the best. Strawberry's like the stock one. That was like the original one. Yeah, it's the best one. Thus, fight Are me. you talking frosted here or regular Pop-Tart? Frosted strawberry. Frosted strawberry. Oh, yeah. okay. So then that's not the original. All right. All right. Okay. But also, we have to put also, a poll up because that is a serious. Cherry question. is, I think, what you're thinking of, John. Which one? Cherry is the original, right? Is like cherry a, the original like or a, strawberry? I would think it'd be just like a cherry pop tart would be like the standard pop tart, where strawberry would be a little bit of a variant on that. All right. Not I to bring up variant again. The original pop tart. The original Fab Four Pop Tart flavors were okay. strawberry, blueberry, apple currant, uh, and brown sugar cinnamon. Very good. Um, yeah, brown- the, the, the frosted is the way to go, though. I, you have to have a frosted pop. Yeah, the brown sugar to me uh, doesn't mix as well with milk. I feel like it's kind of its own. The brown it's like sugar a, is the one that I thing. would heat up. The brown oh, sugar yeah. is the one I do drink with milk, or I do have with milk. Really, I th- s'mores like if you get a, a toasted s'more one mm-hmm. with milk the 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 heat and the cold it's so perfect i, I love well now speaking i have of to s'more, now i have to buy pop darts thanks john we have, <laughs> we have s'more star wars well to it's talk actually about me here. but yeah on trb uh i feel like s'more is like an obvious play on words but i yeah. used it anyway um james we're gonna change things up this week right mm-hmm. forces with me and i'm one with the force this week we're gonna do will up uh, <laughs> No, we're doing one with the force. <laughs> we haven't done one with the force in a while, so we wanted to bring it back. Uh, that way we can play the game where instead of just thinking, uh, will they or won't they? And it's a little bit of speculation. This is our definitive. We had to choose one. So uh, we're going to get started this week uh, with the question. There have been many official Star Wars posters made over the years. but What is your absolute favorite Lacey, you get to go first. What do you think? Can you go to John first? John, <laughs> you get to go first on this one. I've known that the whole time. John, what do you go? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, I'm 
pretty I'm pretty predictable when it comes to this stuff. Uh, I got to go with the classic Empire Strikes Back sort of Gone with the Wind poster, um, just because I don't like the modern posters of Star Wars. I, I I am very not into this whole let's just slap um, images of people's heads together and do as much as we can on poster. I like the mm-hmm. artistic element of the old posters and how they all kind of look like their own movie. Um, so the original Empire Strikes Back, I think, is without question the most beautiful Star Wars poster and classic, and uh, it's my favorite movie too. So that's the bias there. But the the classic, and it's behind me, right there. Uh, Empire Strikes Back poster. So there were a couple things here because y- you, as you wrote it, you said official Star Wars poster, and I was like theatrical poster versus official versus officially well, I, licensed. I think, so stuff. I would say not fan made. Yeah, just something yeah. that is like made. Yeah, right. but um, so it could it could be yeah variants that were put out that aren't the main theatrical as long as it's an officially licensed poster. Okay, well I actually I tried to stick to the theatrical posters or or at least like ones that were promoting one of the movies if you will. Uh and the one that I landed on was and it's funny I actually found something new about it today. Uh as soon as the question popped up my the first thought in my mind was this poster so I went with it and it's the special edition Return of the Jedi poster. That is a good poster. And it has Chewie on the top and Jabba right next to him. Uh, yeah. There's something really cool about that poster that I, I don't know what it is, but I think it's the 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 green, the glowy green of it. I think that really always stuck out to me because when you typically see Star Wars posters, you see uh, reds and blues. Um, that's just the direction that they always seem to go with them. So to have this like green version of a star wars poster which obviously is there to highlight luke's skywalker or luke's luke's skywalker luke's lightsaber um i don't know it just it it felt to me like in a way with like chewie and jabba being highlighted there that they were paying a little bit closer attention to some of the uh lesser characters and not totally like just diving in on the uh, main characters like they tend to do on on most theatrical posters but the one thing that i picked up on this that i'd never had before is the big image on this poster i don't know if you guys are looking at it right now is yeah. luke and vader fighting an empire <laughs> i never put that together <laughs> do, have, have you guys did you know that i just that, never noticed I mean- it that's the. I mean, you see Luke's blaster on his hip, and he's got the blue lightsaber. That does definitely look like it's from Empire. I mean, I googled the scene just to see if it, in fact, was the same. And yeah, I mean that 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 moment like happens, or it's a very famous scene when it uh, or image of that moment in Star Wars. So why is it front and center on the Return of the Jedi theatrical poster? I don't know. That's from another movie. <laughs> Special edition, baby. <laughs> they did whatever they want, I guess. 25th anniversary next year, believe it or not. Crazy. Of the special editions. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Lacey, what is your favorite Star Wars poster? Official. So, I don't know if this counts. I think it should, because it is officially licensed. Yeah. Uh, back in the day... I believe in the 80s, maybe late 70s, early 80s, they did a bunch of Coca-Cola posters, like illustrated Coca-Cola posters of uh, scenes from Star Wars. They did one with the, with the Han Solo and Carbonite. They did Luke. Uh, it was for Empire Strikes Back. So they did one with Luke on the Tauntaun. I bought them recently off eBay, and they're just like the most beautiful posters I've ever seen. So oh, wow. I would say those. If we're talking movie poster, I'm going to go back to my lame answer that I say every time, which is the Last Jedi Luke Kylo Ray poster I love mm. the most. I'm trying to find this. Do you have some I thought more... you were going to pick that one. Uh, they're Coca-Cola posters. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Star Wars Coca-Cola posters. I put Empire. Empire Strikes Back, yep. Yeah. They're like hand-illustrated posters. What what Let What's me... going on in them? Like, is it the one with, with Darth Vader and the two red lightsabers? Um, I'm seeing that one pop up me... a lot. Why don't you go to the next one and I'll look it up and I'll give oh, you sure. the exact who did it just so I don't yeah. hold you up. No worries. Um, well, the next question is, and this was a little bit of a, a fun, interesting search uh, for all of us, but uh, what is the coolest Star Wars item you found on eBay for under $3? Now, of course, 
we're not doing like it starts at $3 or something along those lines. It just has to be somewhere in that 0 to $3 range. And uh, Boris Vallejo is the artist of them. Okay. The ones where they're, it's Hansel and Carbonite, then there's Luke on Dagobah, and then there's Luke on the Tauntaun with Han Solo on Hoth. They're beautiful. Ah. I'll send you the link. Yeah, these are, oh yeah, that's cool. That definitely is cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, the person that shipped them to me, like, stapled the poster tubes. I remember tubes, so they're this a little now. Bent. Um, but he gave me some money off. But yeah, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous posters. If anybody's looking for a really cool poster to add to their collection, they're everywhere. Oh, did you send it in the chat? Let me take a look at I this. I did. I did. Yeah, Ooh, there, so there are... That is cool. There are four posters. I think there's uh, one with Tarkin, too, that I don't have. I don't see that one. That might have been for New Hope, though. I think they did them a couple times, but I have the Empire oh, ones. Oh, fair. Yeah, these are these are the Empire ones. Luke on Dagobah. Oh, these are cool. Darth Vader holding up two lightsabers mm-hmm. crossed like mm-hmm. that. There's another one with Han in the chamber. The yeah. Carbonite one's my favorite. Just the colors are so pretty. It's just such yeah. a really cool picture. Nice. Boris Vallejo, if anybody's interested. Yeah, Ooh. I like the. I think I like the Tauntaun one. Mm-hmm. I think there's something just so striking about the way it's laid out and the tail whip mm-hmm. and the and they're clearly like hand drawn, hand painted, which is like my jam. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so we're back to eBay items that you can buy for under three dollars. Lacey, what did you come up with? So this was tricky for me because I don't like to be on a budget <laughs> when I go on eBay of like under and $3 is like quite a budget. Uh, I picked the vintage Star Wars droid factory playset parts Kenner crane peg parts. So it's like this like orange platform with all these little droid parts with a big crane because it's something I when I'm on eBay or just like looking for Star Wars merch to collect I always look for the stuff that's a little bit weirder and a little bit different that I've never seen before um and I've never seen one of these and it looks really cool and I feel like you could set up your little droid figures on it and it would look really nice on a shelf so that's what I pick and it's up there right now for 99 cents and to be clear you're only buying the crane from that set that's fine <laughs> but I, I love that people have that because yeah. How many to- old toys have we had where we're like missing the guy's gun or right, right. I lost the helmet and people are out there and they're like, hey, do you need this little piece? Because I got it. I think right. that's so cool. Yeah. John, what item uh, are you buying for under it's three bucks? similar, but a little different. So this person is selling a custom made black vinyl cape as a replacement for the 1977 Kenner Darth Vader figure, his cape. So they're they're making like replicas of that cape, which like probably every kid ever lost. Because anytime I ever saw the original Darth Vader figure that someone had, it was just him without his cape. They lost the cape. Because it literally is a piece of cloth or vinyl with holes in it that you would have to put around his arms. So those things probably with the way kids play... Those things probably ripped immediately and just like fell behind a couch somewhere, got swept up, mom threw in the garbage, and you just have little Vader figure left. There you go. Someone $2.99 on eBay selling you your replacement cape for your old Darth Vader figure. Bang. <laughs> um, I actually came up with two that I thought I would pick. Do you guys want to hear the cheaper one or the more expensive one? It's $3. I know, but I but one's $0.99 cents and one's $1.99. I'm just curious. Oh, just big spender. Me, Go for $1.99. I'm saying make well, me make they me both pick. fit in his budget, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah. No, um, the $1.99 one that I came up with was Mecco Star Wars and Other Galactic Funk LP, which <laughs> I think is, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's the disco album, which I is very famous for the uh for the the Star Wars disco song. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, oh, is that like the Bill Murray like the that like uh, SNL thing? I don't know, but it's got no. a lot of like no, no, no. lasers and stuff in it. I have that. It's great. It's, yeah. It's cool. on Spotify. Actually. Yeah, I can't really yeah, there's like I mean, there's like these it has almost nothing to do with Star Wars when you're really looking at it. It's but just, it's just the music got, that's been reused, yeah. 
Yeah, these like astronauts. <laughs> that we couldn't legally get characters. Yeah, and they're just on the cover. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that would probably be my pick if I had to keep it under third, uh, $3. The other one was, it was like a Howard the Duck Star Wars parody or something like that. And it came out in 1978. So it was like right on the cuff of Star Wars. And I was right. looking at the cover and it was just like, obviously like, again, like not, it looked like Spaceballs sort of like, again, it was right. like this, they're right. not really doing Star Wars, but it was like, right. I was like, I would want to read that. Like Howard the Duck <laughs> is like an established character at this point, And they're riffing on this new thing called Star Wars, you know? I mean, that's the way to do a Marvel crossover, huh? Just a weird creature like that. <laughs> that they're like, makes sense. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Howard the Duck has shown up in like three star uh, Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's nuts. Was it including Seth Green? Endgame? He was at the end of. Uh... Yes, yeah. Seth yeah. Green is the voice of in I think all Howard three. Uh, yeah. He probably didn't voice anything in Endgame, but yeah, but he was there. Um, all right, we got another question coming up, and this one has to do with the Phantom Menace. What is the best line from the I feel Phantom like John's Menace? John's going to take mine. Um, Lacey, I'm not going to go first. I think yeah. you go first. Yeah. So you oh, I to, do? Yes. Yeah. Okay, she confused mine, me. I was like, I think we're in a different order. Mine is, there's always a bigger fish. Ah. That is my that's favorite. That's a great line. And before we did this, I was like, oh, I forgot to look up a line. And that that came to my head without even having to look it up. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because that's just such a scene. It stuck with me from like when I was little too. Like I remember laughing at that scene when I was little. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's so funny. Because there is always a bigger fish. And I've said it so many times in my life. So I think that's my favorite line. Yeah. And it has it, nothing to do with Jack Fish before John jumps in and makes some Jack Fish comment. Yeah. It's well, Jack Fish line. has been very popular recently. Uh, in if the you TRB are a patron. Community. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Jack it's Fish a lot is, of is. Jack Fish is going gonna, is gonna to have a big resurgence. Uh, he's going to have a redemption arc very soon i think <laughs> it it the, there's always a bigger fish reminded me and i don't even know what this is from so if you guys want to write in the comments and, and let me know if it reminds you of something but i i remember seeing this thing that was like this fake hopeful thing that was like no matter you know you you can you will work hard you will be successful you will work every single day as hard as you can and when you finally get to it just know when you're finally successful, just know that there is uh, someone in Asia who can do it 10 times better than you can or something. Oh. <laughs> it was this thing that's like, no matter how hard you work, there will always There's be always someone out there fish. that's just, they're going to fix a Rubik's cube or something like, and beat your score. It's just impossible to do anything uh, that somebody out there isn't going to be able to beat, beat you on. Mm -hmm. But John, what is your mm -hmm. favorite quote from best line from phantom menace the best line from the phantom menace i had a toss-up between two but i think one that always catches me because i like palpatine so much and uh just the way it kind of rolls uh, off his tongue is viceroy i don't want this stunted slime in my sight again um something about the alliteration there and how early it is in us seeing uh Palpatine, <laughs> James, I'm not talking about you, don't worry, um, is, uh, I don't know, something about how, I just like how he says that line, and it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know, That that's it, I just love it so much, Viceroy, I don't want this stunted slime in my sight again. I remember feeling uh, so smart when I was little, I was like, clearly that's the Emperor, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, so, I don't want to offshoot this too much, but I was watching The Phantom Menace the other day. Just because I was like, I I just want to watch The Phantom Menace. It's a great so I threw movie. Threw it on, yeah. And I realized in the original trilogy they never refer to the Emperor as Palpatine. Yeah. So you could still show a kid the like the original trilogy first, and they won't necessarily connect those dots based on his name. I guess I was super uh, smart then because I saw his nose and was like, but, it's him." <laughs> but the pro the problem is when people say they want to watch it one through whatever is they Lucas made those movies with the understanding that people already saw the original trilogy because there's so many hints that he's the bad guy at the very yeah, end. They pan yeah. to his face when they say, 
a master and an apprentice, which one is was killed, the master or the apprentice, and they go right to Palpatine's <laughs> face. It's just Did like you get it. Yeah, so so that's why I don't I don't buy the watch start with episode one thing because if you think that that's some sort of reveal for a kid by the end of episode three, you're crazy. Um, I'm just saying, they, as a little kid, I was like, oh my god. Oh, I no I'm no, so I'm separate, smart. completely separate situation. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. But anyway, uh, that's that's my quote, James. Um. Yep. <laughs> what is yours? <laughs> my uh. My quote is actually from Yoda. Nice. Um, when I when I think of his line here, it, it makes me think how forward thinking the quote was when putting it into the Phantom Menace because we knew this was the beginning of of everything that was getting ready to happen, and the way it plays out through so much of Star Wars lore, not just Anakin, but um, the line is, you know, uh, he's talking, he's doing the whole like, uh, thing where he's talking to him and he says, how do you feel and cold and all that and fearful and all that. But then the line is fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Suffering. Mm-hmm. Yes. Suffering. <laughs> suffering. Uh, I feel like Yoda's suffering as he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, that's, it's so funny when you think about these lines, like how they're delivered. There's always like certain things that you pick up on. And I remember being like, whoa, he's real serious. Suffering. Yeah. The, the one thing I'll say is I feel like Frank Oz went a little too Miss Piggy with prequel Yoda in The Phantom mm-hmm. Menace. Oh, did he? Uh, I'd have to go back and rewatch. What your opinion is. It's just like um, so high. It's like. Dial it down, Frank. I know you're happy to be back. Come on. Yeah. I think like, I think this particular line is so well written that it almost sets a standard for how the dark side works in all lore like you can apply any character that is toying with the dark side as oh what phase is he in is he in the anger phase you know (laughs) is he steps kind of yeah (laughs) i mean when, when i mean when you look at uh there's i think a a a very famous picture where it's like it's like a fan made thing, but it was like fear is, uh, you know, the young Jake Lloyd, Anakin, and then anger is the teen attack of the clones. Anakin, uh, hate is the, the final one where, you know, he's in the all dark and then suffering is the him in the suit, Darth Vader. Um, I thought suffering was us watching Anakin versus Obi-Wan's lightsaber duel. (laughs) It was a little bit of both. He's suffering, suffering. by the end. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no, that would be that would be my uh top pick for best line in the Phantom Menace because I think it Good choice. goes goes on and on. I like our range yeah. of choices from yeah, funny for sure. to serious. Um we got one more question for one with the force, and that is what is the one character cameo you would love to see in an upcoming Star Wars series or film? Besides, of course, like an obvious Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn or something like that, which is pretty much guaranteed it's going to happen. But, uh, John, you get first pick on this one. What would be your one character cameo? You know, I, I thought about this for a while, and it was tough for me to to really lock one down because I was like, is that really my pick? Mm-hmm. But then, like, the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. And I I think I would like to see... Um, uh, Orson Krennic in Andor. I think that'd be really cool mm, to see yeah. him uh, back. Because um, I, I do like Ben Mendelsohn very much, and I thought he did such a great job as as um, Krennic. We don't, I don't need to see him again. It's not one of those things, but I think it'd be really cool, and it would make sense in that timeline. Um, and maybe him just kind of in a less situation where he's battling instead of like of him combating Tarkin, it's just him kind of doing his thing. Kind of like when we saw him on Lamu at the beginning and he was uh, wisecracking and, and kind of in charge. I like that version of Krennic. So I think uh, seeing him again kind of in his sort of prime, so to speak, would be uh, really cool. And I apologize for using air quotes uh, for the video <laughs> viewers there. For the Go ahead, James. Um, oh, man, for me. Yeah, there were a couple ones because, John, the, the question is, is difficult because you're like, that's too obvious or is that really like a cameo or you know if if this character shows up i mean it would be cool but it'd probably offset the whole thing um 
for me, I'm looking at Book of Boba Fett and I'm looking at a couple of those other uh, bounty hunters that we got in Empire, mostly probably Bosk. I think you give me a good, oh, there you, go. you give me a good solid Bosk and um, not make him kind of those weird Trandoshans that you got in Mandalorian, but uh-huh. really make him that crazy lizard looking Bosk and give him, let him speak like he clearly does in the animated series and all that. I think they could be real wild with it. And I have a feeling that Favreau might even be headed in that direction considering you know his love for empire and his love for those side characters that you saw on screen and just you had to do uh you had to do it justice uh when he finally got his opportunity he's to been create in, star he's wars been in almost several times in yeah. this era oh yeah absolutely because multiple creators have like been like well in the original version of this it was bosk and then it never like, happened. Maul was almost bosk and solo i think uh oh, in yeah. one draft yeah, yeah i think you're right yeah um can i say can i say what i thought you were gonna say no you can't it's his turn um oh right. you thought i was gonna say what <laughs> no you can't i thought you were gonna say uh force ghost kanan in ahsoka mm-hmm. i mean i'd welcome it but i, I or he like think... rolls up as like a wolf or something yeah he's like, Yo, what's up? i guess i just i <laughs> that falls in <laughs> rolls up as a wolf <laughs> what <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's like, Doom. All right, see ya. <laughs> I remember this is totally sidetracked. There was an image that was like, there was a Ahsoka and she was petting a wolf, and Dave Filoni was like, the wolf, the wolf is not, a, or it was Kanan, sorry, petting the wolf, and they were like, the wolf is not Ahsoka, oh, okay. everybody. And I put out an image of an arrow pointing to Kanan, going, Ahsoka, <laughs> is <laughs> is Kanan Ahsoka? Uh, but. No, I, I think that falls in that category of like, would Freddie Prince play him? And I just don't know that it's right. Maybe, sure. but I, just, I don't know. It's that weird, weird phase, but um, nope, that was not what I was going to say. Uh, Lacey, what, what would be your one character cameo you'd like to see in an upcoming Star Wars project? I want a Jabba puppet in Kenobi. Ooh. Oh, in Kenobi. Well, because that's what we're getting right now. So, mm. yeah, I assuming want, the plan is what it is, yeah, yeah, I want the Jabba puppet in Kenobi, and I think that there's ripe opportunity for other cameos if Jabba's in there, and then also because they made the puppet, they can use it for other things, like what, <laughs> like <kidding>. Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Han Solo and Kenobi, that would be really cool, but again, oh, to get to Han Solo, you'd have to have Jabba, so that's why I. I default to Jabba and I just he's a he's a guy that's such a bad guy that like there's no question he's a bad person and I just love it I I think that you know we've had this discussion kind of off air and on air about bad guys having to have this backstory you don't need that with Jabba he's just a terrible slug like he's just a bad guy so I really enjoy that and I've always liked that since I was little I think he's funny and he makes me laugh and the fact that he's a big puppet is just amazing so that would be my cameo total complete side note do you remember when there was like everybody was so sure we were getting a Yoda series yeah yeah no never uh, never it's not even on the radar. It was anymore. like art with him with like dreads and stuff, right? Well, that was a fan fan image of mm-hmm. I think before That's even what I'm that saying, was based announced. Based on like the think, rumor. Yeah. I, I feel like those people who make up those rumors don't understand how impossible it would be to make a Yoda focused series. Suffering. <laughs> it's just called runners. suffering. The show is called suffering. No, there's only four. It's a four episode thing. It's just fear, anger, hate, and suffering. That's pretty good. I couldn't help it. Jumps like, imagine what it would be like. Yes, I can. <laughs> or, or it's uh, it's it's actually six episodes. The first episode is, is puppet, and then fear. Anger, hate, suffering, and then the last one is CGI. <laughs> That's the, right. <laughs> it's like you get you went. And then there's a post credit scene for the book of Yaddle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Right. All right. Well, that is it. That's all of our picks for one with the force this week. Uh, good time bringing it back. But we are going to head into our next section of the show, which is the discussion. John's gonna introduce what we're talking about this week. 
Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Yeah, that's right, James. Now, before we do that, um, if you are able to and you uh, like what we do here at TRB, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, whether it's now and you pause the show or you do it afterwards, go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Check out the tiers. Uh, they start at just two bucks. So even less than our eBay purchases. Yeah. Uh, the, um, the support we receive from Patreon, it makes it possible for us to continue to do what we do, which is two weekly high quality podcasts and create all the other content that we make, like our reaction shows, our live streams, our book discussions, the Mando fan show, and really everything that we do. Um, but it also allows us to secure our future because we have plans to expand in ways that we're really not able to talk about just yet. Um, we're always thinking about the future and knowing that we can do things in the future via your support allows us to make said plans. So, mm -hmm. uh, like I said before, the pod is what you see here. It's the three of us where we have no secret millionaire backers or anything like that. What you see is what you get and your support allows us to grow and keep doing what we're doing here. And if you look back at like or listen to like very, very old uh, episodes of TRB or even our when we first started doing videos, you see how far we've come and um, it's thanks to you. So if you're able to support us, we really appreciate it from the three of us here. Thank you so much. Patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Um, if you can, if not, completely understand, but we appreciate all the support. Thank you very much. All right, on to the discussion. Uh, James and Lacey, could Ray, Finn, and Poe's next adventures be on Disney Plus? So think about it. Anthony Mackie just signed on to play Captain America in the fourth theatrical Captain America film uh, in this series, which is picking up after the Disney Plus series Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, between that and the overwhelming uh, overall success coming from The Mandalorian for Star Wars and the other Marvel series, could our Star Wars actors have a change of heart and give another thought at picking things up for their characters on Disney Plus? So let's talk about how realistic that could be, um, what a series could allow Lucasfilm to explore for these characters and others, uh, even our legacy characters, R2, C-3PO, Chewie, using existing Disney Plus series as a measuring stick of storytelling. Um, so there's a lot of things that made me want to bring this topic to the show here uh, this week. Obviously, the Anthony Mackie one is a big one because you're, you're springboarding off of Endgame to Disney Plus and launching that onto the new version of Captain America in theaters. That's a big deal. Um, and he's a big star in his own right. I don't see that John Boyega is a bigger star than Anthony Mackie or vice versa. Uh, so that plus the rumor that we heard that the three of us may not necessarily believe we talked about on Monday, whether you know there's going to be a Finn series. But the main idea being, originally you had Oscar Isaac kind of saying, nah, I'm done, I'm pushing my chips in, I'm all set, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and then you had John Boyega with the famous quote, uh, you're not going to Disney plus me. Daisy really hasn't really said much about it. She's been actually doing the right thing in terms of like, yeah, you know what? This is kind of a golden ticket for me. Maybe, you know, there are plans for me to come back. Who knows? But I guess I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about this. I think it could be a good idea. Uh, it will allow a... a clear division between the Skywalker saga and whatever they do next theatrically with this group if they do something on Disney Plus first. Uh, whether that is just for one of them, whether it's for all three of them, uh, who knows, but I think it would be a nice little break and say, that was the saga, now we're doing this, and we're going to springboard that into our next films with these three. So I'm not saying just carry them on in Disney Plus. Use it as a sort of turning of the page, a clean slate, we're moving on from the saga and we're going to start fresh here. This Disney Plus series will almost be like the prologue and then we move back into theaters with a new trilogy or something like that. So I could definitely see this happening when you look at it not being a taboo thing anymore. I think when Boyega said that, that was before Mando came out. And then all of a sudden you see all these big names being involved here. John Favreau is making a Disney a Star Wars series, uh, you know. Um, Tom Hiddleston comes back to play Loki after doing it for 10 years. He's a very seasoned, accomplished, professional actor. Uh, Anthony Mackie, all these people, Sebastian Stan, all these people all dialed in. Uh, Pedro Pascal is a superstar right now, doing three seasons of The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. So I think all of those things point to it being a more of a likely thing than had we had this conversation two years ago. So um, Lacey, I'll start with you here. What are your thoughts about the likelihood of it? 
being an option if that's something you think they might explore what do you think about my thought on it being like the nice way of being a clean break from the Skywalker saga and not going from movie to movie and do you think that there is a change of heart a bit with these actors so where do you stand on on basically everything to kick things off on this well I think this is a little tricky because if you look at the model that's been produced for Marvel which you know, we always go back to this. You got to look at that because mm-hmm. they are running parallel with each other with similar things dog. from movie. To, yeah, with movie and TV and Marvel's just doing everything right. Um, Marvel doesn't have any of its main characters in these shows. Like all the shows that they have on the on Disney Plus are That's kind of the support character. Now, uh, yes, you're completely right. The Captain America thing was the one person that's going to be that main character in the new movie. However, I do feel like they took that off offline to a TV show so that they had the space to tell that story without doing it with multiple movies and then picking up right where they need to to make it a blockbuster. But yeah. if you look at everything else from like Loki Division to WandaVision and everything like that, um, these aren't characters, even Hawkeye, they're not the main characters. They're not Captain America. They're not... Uh, spider-man or you know dr strange isn't doing a series yeah he's getting his own movie it's just these kind of side stories that are leading into something bigger so that's why i kind of lean into the idea that i don't think ray or finn would be the right choice for this series i don't think that those are the characters they want on these series now if you had like a poe adventure where you're telling poe's story and uh what's going on between the end of the rise of skywalker to when the next movie is that makes sense to me because you don't need ray in those and you could have it lead into the movie with ray with the extra like hey if you really like poe and you want to know what happened go watch the series but Mm -hmm. if you don't watch the series it's not going to take away from the movie which is why i don't think ray and finn will ever be in a series like this i do think opinions have changed on the side of uh john buega and obviously oscar isaac because he's doing uh moonlight night or whatever it is for marvel moon night yeah yeah. i think moonlight Moonlight night that's that's sailor moon (laughs) (laughs) um which is funny because he does wear like a white outfit and everything Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i it's tricky i just don't think they're gonna put ray in a series i think they're gonna save her for the movie because she is the main hero just like they do with spider-man and you know all the big characters you don't see a uh, black widow tv show you saw her in a movie um Hmm. so yeah that's how i feel yeah that's a fair (laughs) point i didn't really think about it from that perspective but i mean that division is definitely there because you would have to say also i would watch it (laughs) i would watch all of these things oh yeah yeah, i don't want to make it sound like i don't want it because i definitely do and i would watch it i'm just thinking there seems to be a level of uh access to certain characters inside marvel's franchise and in star wars that i don't think they're gonna kind of cross that line with certain characters like ray but they put luke skywalker in the mandalorian i was just about to say that yeah so that's the you brought the biggest golden goose ever and they're going to be bringing darth vader to disney plus too and obi-wan kenobi oh yeah they are for kenobi yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. you're right (laughs) so um james yeah let's bring you in here um your, your thoughts on, uh, do you think the actors have maybe warmed up a little more than, than some of their harsher statements? And do you think that this is something Lucasfilm is maybe exploring behind the scenes? Like, where do you stand on, on this from your general perspective? Yeah, so the the first thing you were talking about the, is the actors, have they warmed up to the idea? Well, the first one that pops out to me, um, well, the first one that pops out to me is John Boyega because of the statements that he's made. But I, I want to start with Oscar Isaac because yeah. Oscar Isaac has on multiple occasions said, you know, he's done with Star Wars or, you know, maybe if I want to buy house and all these things like that but (laughs) a lot of his a lot of his statements are i think very in the moment in the mood that he's currently in because he has said a lot of things before like he's like oh i'm kind of done with these big franchise movies uh i i like the independent stuff and then he goes and does dune and it's like that's very clearly also just this huge big epic film thing you know huge budget Uh, production and with with reshoots and stuff he's like i've never had to do reshoots before i I think that's crazy but it's like dune is that level of whatever 
Um, but so I think he's kind of like, I think he just kind of goes whichever way he's feeling in the moment at, at the time. So I sure. don't think him returning to Podamerd would be uh, too crazy. Um, but the one that you brought up is the Finn returning to, you won't Disney plus me. When that statement happened, I remember I had an opinion on it and I think my opinion still stands. I don't think John Boyega knew what Disney plus was. <laughs> I don't think he did either. I completely agree with you. So, Disney Plus at the time here in the states, it we wasn't were launched yet, very, right? we were very excited about the upcoming yeah. thing called Disney Plus, and we were learning this new information about what it was going to be and how it was going to, whatever. Meanwhile, John Boyega and the rest of the cast are filming Star Wars, and they are in that world, and probably getting ready to head into media and all sorts of other things like that. And to them, if they heard just like an inkling of information about that Disney Plus, whatever it is, it was that it was going to be some TV streaming service, whatever thing for for Disney. It was before the Emmys, before all the buzz. Yeah, I mean, there was no Mandalorian. There was no any of this stuff. stuff, And there was no Marvel stuff. There was no there really wasn't even. There was like Stranger Things and that stuff kind of existed, but we were still kind of fresh to those ideas. Um, I really don't think that he had any clue what it was when he said that. And I and before COVID, too, I mean, you have to bring that that up before the movie theater industry completely changed. Yeah, I fully think that he was just he was like he was asked, are you going to do star Wars television or anything like that? And he's like, no, 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 no. I've heard about the star Wars television thing. Finn is a big character. We are, we are telling big stories. That's where this character belongs. And it was just a, it was just a throwaway statement at the time. And he, I imagine it would be very easy to come back with that explanation. Well, yeah, I'm sure it was, like I said, I think it was a throwaway thing and he's probably like, Oh, you know, <laughs> I didn't yeah, know Disney yeah. Plus. I didn't know really what it was or what the plans were for it. Right. It obviously looks very big, and that would something. Um, plus, there all uh, no pun intended. There is also all those conversations <laughs> that he had with the, uh, you know, stuff with Kathleen Kennedy, and I, I. Yeah, I'd love to come back. You know, those are great people. As long as these people were involved, so you know, I think there was just some discussion about the possibility of him coming back. Um. I have more to say, but I want to toss it to you guys too. Uh, but I will leave you with with one thing: is I I absolutely think this is the direction they're going to go. Oh with yeah, these characters Oppos- instead opposite, of movies. Yes, opposite from what Lacey is saying. Okay. Okay. See, you know, it'd be funny. Uh, obviously, this is just a completely made up thing, just mm-hmm. for, for the sake of humor. But if he was like, "Oh, that quote that was out of context," I there's a comma there, and it was <laughs> I was talking to somebody else, and I was like. You're not going to Disney Plus. Me? It's on video. Yeah, I would totally do Disney Plus. They just yeah. cut that quote out. No, no, <laughs> he's on video going. They're not going to no, Disney Plus me. No, I know. Yeah, I, know. Yeah. I know. But yeah. um I find that interesting that usually uh, if I had to guess, I would have said that you didn't think they would do that, James. So I find that interesting. Um Lacey, you did bring up a point that I didn't really consider about the I hate to say the word, but the tier of not even so much the star, but the character, like the level of the character, because oh, Daisy yeah. really is not Robert Downey Jr. by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, from no, no, a, no. From a star power standpoint, right. um, I don't know that we'd ever see Robert Downey Jr. on Disney Plus. But though, the way Kevin Feige is, he could probably convince him to do something. Also, um, money. Robert Downey Jr. does anything. Yeah, for right. Money. <laughs> but you know, but you know, Ray is sort of like I think they want to keep ray special so there might be a hesitation there to just um to to reintroduce her in a theatrical setting but at the same time the fact that we got mark hamill back as luke skywalker they're going to do vader uh and they're bringing you yesterday Uh, hope you guys uh, liked it yeah yeah um the fact they're bringing you mcgregor back as obi-wan kenobi i think that's a, a really big deal in terms of like a top tier Star Wars character sure. and a legacy Star Wars actor at this point having been yeah. playing him for uh, over 20 years um, so 
I, I'm leaning towards James's camp that I think it's a, for Star Wars, it's maybe more of an all bets are off thing. Uh, they have less of a pool to dip into when it comes to familiar characters where Marvel's like, we got these over here. We have 5,000 people in Guardians of the Galaxy we can pick from. We got Spider-Man. We could even, nah, let's bring Venom in now. Like they could do all these sorts of crazy things. Oh, X-Men. Yeah, let's get the X-Men in. I just feel like the shows though, on the Marvel side, you can argue the logical explanation that the characters that were chosen for the shows were characters that they said, we don't want to make movies of these characters. They won't hold an audience. They won't get the payback that we but, think but they then, will. What about so the argument with Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier then? That same argument can be made. I don't say I agree with it, but they could say, hey, I don't think they deserve a movie. We'll give them a TV show and see how it goes. But he he is getting a movie. That's, that's After the, the show, though. They didn't announce oh, right. that until well, after the show. Yeah, so I think, yeah, but I, you got to think that that movie was sort of already in some sort of development. It wasn't just like, oh, we're airing the show and now You're we're going to make a movie. You're guessing, though. Just True. like Loki, yeah. I think, guessing that Loki would have a season two, that's a guess. I think a lot of times you look at these Marvel characters and you think, okay, well, you know, we don't want to give them a full movie, full-blown budget, but we'll give them a show. We'll see how it goes. Now, the shows have done very well, so that might lean towards what you both are saying, that they might now be like, you know what? I don't know why we thought TV was less than a movie. I don't know why we thought it was on a different level. It's not. But I think you have to also think of it that way in the sense of, which characters will show up in TV versus not. Sure. Yeah. I, I think I would agree with you, except for the fact that at the end of Endgame, Captain America gives uh, Anthony Mackie's character the, the literally the shield and says, you're going to take over. And I think to do that at the end of the biggest movie of all time is Kevin Feige saying, I have full confidence that this guy's going to be our next Captain America. But anyway, back to Star Wars. Uh I would I agree with both of you that I would totally love this. I think that's I think most Star Wars fans will would watch it. Even people who don't necessarily like the sequel trilogy, they'd watch it. Um so I think it would get a lot of views. It would be very successful. They'd probably do a concerted effort to give it a good budget, get maybe some big director in. I would think it'd be more of a situation where if they're bringing them all in together to do one series, which I think would make more sense than to do a Finn than a Ray than a post series like these characters were separated enough in the sequel trilogy let's keep them together and mm-hmm. continue on that bond that they had at the end of episode nine i think one series would be a good idea get one maybe one director to kind of hone in and, and do that vision uh it's not gonna be jj abrams unfortunately for john boyega though he said he'd be the, he'd have to be involved maybe he produces uh who knows but I think that, that I think that's the way that would make sense for them to go because se- I think separating the characters again, especially if the the angle is to make Finn a Jedi, which the writing was on the wall to me. I don't know why anybody was confused about that. That he's clearly force sensitive. His powers were increasing. It's what he was trying to tell Ray, but couldn't. Um, you got to keep him with Ray, and that would just make it would make no sense if they separated each other. Um, so I think whatever they do, if they did this type of series, which I'm still not sure they will, would be to be, like I said, a prologue to set up the next trilogy. And maybe mm. this series is a way to also, at the same time, since you can use more time in a series, establish a new villain too. Or maybe at least the seeds of a new villain. So when we get to a new trilogy, it's not like, bang, we're punching in the face of this new big villain. It's sort of like we saw something kind of... again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know what? Whatever. (laughs) No, but uh, I think like sort of planting the seeds of of some sort of new villain, I think would be a good idea to do in this series as well. So, and you need, you need antagonists too. And uh, so I, I think that's where they, where they would go. I, I, I like Lacey's idea. I mean, I don't like it because it goes against my point. (laughs) <laughs> but she brings up a good one that about that the levels that we're talking about here and that um you know maybe they don't want to put those characters on there cuz i look at marvel and and that being the like iconic way that they're doing things you know uh it's hard to argue that but i just i think a lot of this a lot of my mindset of why i think this is exactly what they're going to do comes from a weird understanding that i don't think uh many star wars fans share my sentiment on which is i don't think episode 10 is going to happen 
And I think that I was wondering when you were going to bring that up because I was like, this he said this before. Yeah, I, I the longer it goes too, I'm looking at this landscape and I'm thinking if I were Lucasfilm trying to set a goal of like you know five or ten years down the line we're going to be doing it we're going to be doing another trilogy and we're bringing these characters back and stuff it seems really not uh, like reading the room at all of the current landscape of how media is going it's very clear that streaming services and television programming is the new way and disney's focused on that they funneled all their money into that for the past year yeah yeah and to it's not that theatrical films are going away it's not it's just it very clearly has become something different and we don't really know where that's going so for for you as the person who is the leader of this ship to say well we're all going to be going that direction that's the where we're you know that's how we're going to lead this company to big theatrical films it seems very like are you paying attention (laughs) because that is not what's going on and are you high (laughs) yeah doing doing these shows where you're able to um and john you brought up a good point about separating the characters that that is a good point uh but my thought on this is it doesn't always have to take place after the rise of skywalker giving finn six episodes of a mission where he's you know it it takes place between those two movies and he goes on his own journey sure. and he comes from here and he does this thing and he helps these people out hey. really i think that's dangerous because people are like boyega got hosed i don't think any i don't think doing anything wedged in between th- what exists is gonna make people happy they want to see it go forward with finn and see him get uh, a better path that he deserved, I think. And I think that Kat, that's probably part of the conversation Kathleen Kennedy had with him. If she tells him, hey, Finn, or hey, hey, Boyega, we're going to do a series where it's between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, where you don't have force powers and you're just going to go on another errand, he's going to be like, get the hell out of here. This well, is what you flew me into to Burbank to have a conversation, or wherever well, Lucasfilm is now. They'll be what Burbank I, soon. What I sure, think but. they could do is they could do more of what people were you know like the the uh stormtrooper resistance or something like that like on on this whole thing he could lead people to believe you know certain things and i i think you could play in that area but ultimately i'm i'm also pointing towards the future which is they're they're doing you know the poe dameron series or the ray series or they're leading into that uh that those big crossover events that they could do for television or they could make those crossover events happen theatrically but bringing you know telling these different stories from all these different characters finn uh at this point in his life before the rise of skywalker happens uh poe dameron takes place immediately after the rise of skywalker and then like we get the 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 ray series which includes oscar isaac and finn you know and they're all together for that series. I think there's something to be said about the way Marvel has created that culmination event uh, and lead up. You're, I'm saying the the Poe show being the Captain America, the Finn show being the Thor, you know, and then leading up to that Avengers style crossover. And to have it in, we've talked about that before, is how Marvel always runs in a huge timeline. And Star Wars suffers there because they can their projects are all over the place. But where they can be successful is leading up to culminating events within their pockets. And I think The Mandalorian is doing that very well, considering they're now spacing into other shows that, yeah, they have the money to do, you know, Old Republic stuff and blah, blah, blah. And there are all these other places, but they are still focusing on that Favreau Filoni era, which Mm -hmm. was supposed to be, you know, this show and this show and Ahsoka, you know, and all these different things. And those were going to lead up to this event. So they kind of have their own pocket there. It makes me wonder, like, why couldn't they do that in a post Rise of Skywalker world and just have these main characters uh, either get their own shows or be important to the events of whatever stories you're telling in that post world 
and have yeah. Disney Plus be your hub for the future of and then and all of that to say, and I know this makes you feel like, why would they do that? That's crazy. But all of this to stay on purpose away from a big episode 10 that has now feels completely disconnected from one through nine. Right, they, right. they marketed one through nine to be like, that's it. That's the story. That's it. And if well, they it do 10, 10, then it feels though. like a tack on. No, I know. It, I'm saying they could do another theatrical movie or trilogy or something like that. Yeah, but okay. It is. It's gonna feel weird if you do that. Um, without some lead in. Yeah, I know. Just like then, yeah. it just feels like episode ten. But yeah. if you lead well, in with all these saying. shows, mm-hmm. yeah. I just think if they bring these characters back, they're not gonna end their story on Disney Plus. They're eventually gonna be in some sort of big theatrical film. And that's how the story's like, if they ever want to end their story, that's how it's going to end. Because I think in the end, when it comes to, even though it's, you know, the Skywalker saga is done, this is the new line of our heroes that are loosely connected to that run. I think that's still your big uh, beast character set that is going to carry the future of the blockbuster movies. So if they do bring them back and do Disney plus, they're not ending there. I, I still think that that almost guarantees that we're going to see them on the big screen again. Mm-hmm. I just think, I, I think when I, when I'm talking about what episode 10 or what that big theatrical movie would be with that, they're saving John Boyega and Oscar Isaac and Daisy Ridley for it's just, it feels very strange to me to be like, you're going to tell me a story about another galactic apocalypse, you know, that everything, yeah. the whole galaxy relies on this situation again. It, and it comes down to you three saving it. And it's only been a couple years or it feels like it's only been a couple years uh, since the last thing. I just think we're in an age now where they're like, no, we we want to use our television shows to move our characters forward with low stakes yet impactful personal stories. And yeah. I, I, I feel like now that the, that the big evil of the entire galaxy has been destroyed in Palpatine where we have to have these actors come back and play these characters and bring them back and make that money it just doesn't make sense to me to like bring him back for another movie. Here we go. No, the stakes are not as high as the last one. It feels weird. You need to have the TV. Figure it out. Um, all right, Lacey, why don't you give the last word here to close the discussion out? Uh, I don't know if I'm the person to do that only because (laughs) I don't know if I support this idea of, well, you can your final thoughts. My final thoughts are if, Ray, Finn, and Poe got a series, I'd watch it. However, for me, it feels like Ray deserves her own movie now. She's done the whole Skywalker thing. She's played her part in that story. And I want her her next adventure to be told on the big screen. And that's how I feel about it. So that's where I'm kind of like leaning against this idea. But again, I'm all for it and I would totally watch it. I just don't sure. think they're going to take those characters and put them in TV. Right on. All right. Well, we quick hope question. you enjoyed. Oh, wait. Yeah. I want to follow up on that then just real quick, because are you thinking that Ray's story would be kind of like Black Widow or something like that, where it's still kind of low stakes and personal, but it it's not it's not a TV show. They they gave her the movie kind of thing. I think Ray deserves to have a movie and not a TV show. I think Ray is a big, big character, and I don't think you'd have a Luke Skywalker series. I think Luke made a cameo, but he's not in the series. I don't think Ray should lead a series. I think Ray should have her own movie. Yeah, and I think what Disney understands and you see the patterns is... It's important for her character to have her own movie. The the five to ten-year-olds who first met Ray in 2015 are going to be the ones being the podcasters and the big money-spending fans in ten years when they bring the character back. And sure. she definitely has a lot of value going forward. Uh, whereas some of the dinosaurs who were 15 when Star Wars came out in 77 and hate Ray uh, may not be on the planet. So it, <laughs> it's oh all God, about the future. John. So, hey, look, if these guys are going to hate forever, see ya. I'm not going to miss you. I'm just <laughs> going to say that. Um, but anyway, 
Uh, we hope you enjoyed this discussion. Let us know what you think about the future of these characters. Do you would you like that? Do you think it's possible? Do you think they're warming up? All the all the little bullet points that we hit on. Give us your thoughts on those. Uh, quote tweet the episode on Twitter or hit us up uh, even on email if you feel like. If you don't feel like going public with it, resistancebroadcast at gmail.com, but also comments on the episode on YouTube. Wherever you want to hit us up, you know where to find us. And of course, our patrons, uh, you know where to find us in the Discord as well. Uh, but now we're going to move on to our final segment of the day, and we're going to hand it back to LJ. LG. J. Well, I tried to say G, tried to rhyme, so I said J, like J. Oh. Like J. That was yeah. terrible. Guys, it's time for resistance <laughs> transmission. Lacey's got it out for me today. With the, with the Pop-Tarts at the top, like, it's a tough crowd. It's a tough crowd today. No, I just, the name thing always bothers me. I just, you know, when people write your name wrong in emails, oof, that is a pet peeve. Resistance transmissions. <laughs> All right, as you guys know, we put out a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, and you guys give your answers. So this mm-hmm. week, the scenario was some guy once said, hashtag Star Wars is like poetry. Well, <laughs> let's see. Or did he say Star Wars no. is like poetry? <laughs> then we'll see. Or he's yes. saying, okay. Pick any Star Wars character and write a haiku about them. We'll read a bunch of them on the show. Thanks for being part of the resistance. Like you guys. Mm-hmm. Great job. All right. And then it says, Google's what's a haiku. <laughs> All right. <laughs> John's going for full description. All right. First up is Joe Fairley at Joe Ed Fairley. Hey, Joe. Joe said, Luke is a Jedi like his father before him. The force is with him. Nice. Aww. Deep. Good job, Joe. Super deep. John Reese's next at John S. Reese. Hey, John. John said, Yoda boops the nose, scolding Luke to let go believe, hops in a backpack. <laughs> you know who helps boops the nose? Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> what if the line, what if the line was... No, what if it was boops the nose? <laughs> yeah. Boop the N- nose. Boop the nose. Oh, if, if Anakin said that? Yeah. yeah. Next is Lord of Alderaan at Lord of Alderaan, who said, Desert Orphan lives, follows old man on weird quest, space station goes boom. <laughs> I like that one. I'll tell you, sum up a movie right there. Yeah. Next is Matt Skywalker at Jedi underscore adopted. Hey, Matt. Matt said that was, tr- that was That was about the Phantom Menace, right? Matt said, Stormtrooper pokes kid. Baby Yoda bites his hand. Ted Lasso strikes back. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's nice. obsessed with Ted Lasso. I got to get on that train. Oh, it's did you guys so know good. that Jason Sudeikis was in The Mandalorian? No, I didn't. <laughs> is that what this is a reference to? Uh, next is Odie at EP Star Wars, who said, "Old heroes fail. They failed poor young Ben, who became Kylo Ren." Ooh, good mm. one. Wow. Nice. Stoke. Next is Cam Ray at Cam Ray. Hey, Cam. Cam said. Oh, shiny black mask. <laughs> I love the O. Oh, shiny black mask. <laughs> I need mask. another sim- syllable in here. <laughs> another syllable, yeah. <laughs> While you cover my burnt scalp, that breathing thing sucks. I love how it starts <laughs> off very Shakespeare, like, oh, shining black mask. And then it's right. like, yo, you suck. <laughs> very Hamlet. Thou black mask. <laughs> yeah. Man, you that suck. thing sucked. <laughs> <laughs> next is joey sack at joey sack hey joey joey said master kenobi master lightsaber duelist he has the high ground i, I was like hoping that. you were gonna throw yeah. a goat in well there done joey somewhere, joey uh and last but not least is adam odal at odal adam hey adam adam said i walked on a bridge to help him take that mask off now i have no chest <laughs> <laughs> adam <laughs> adam oh. He didn't stab him. He didn't rip his chest off. He stabbed him like through the stomach. Jeez, Adam, go watch the movie, Adam. Bringing the heat. <laughs> all right, that's all we got this week. Make sure to follow us on social media at RBATSWNN on Twitter and at The Resistance Broadcast on Instagram. And stay tuned for the next Resistance Transmissions. John? So before we leave, I just wanted to remind everyone, if you are not one of the million people who watched our live stream last night, <laughs> we covered the return of Mark Hamill 
as Luke Skywalker because the Disney gallery came out on Disney plus mm-hmm. uh, really detailing how they brought Luke back the secrets, the wizardry, the surprise, and of course the return of Mark Hamill as our favorite hero dressed in his old return of the Jedi outfit. So it was almost like Luke has a whole closet full of those. At that <laughs> point. Um, but either way, uh, go check out our live stream. Uh, it happened via our channel youtube.com slash star wars news and videos um and we'll probably put it up on the podcast feed too uh so people can listen to it as well because why not uh but yeah be sure to check that out and and share with a friend and hopefully you uh had as good of a time as we did talking about the return of mark hamill and um hopefully not too many tears shed but anyway uh thank you for stopping by thanks for being part of the resistance listening and watching make sure you do subscribe to your preferred platform to get trb twice a week and of course on youtube.com slash star wars news and videos um i want to thank our patreon generals who uh keep the light burning here down in the resistance base carmelo andrew staley jeremy myers John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Rondé, Has Islam, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Chorlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you. And our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C, Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, and Micah Harrison. Thank you all so much for all of your support. Um, it, for your Star Wars news, you're going to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day. Uh, also for reviews, editorials, a lot of good stuff over there. Uh, Johnny Hoey on Twitter, uh, writing and editing over there at Star Wars News Net and my movie podcast, just like the movies, available on all audio podcast platforms. Lacey. People can find me crying about Luke Skywalker at Lacey Gillerin on Twitter and Instagram. Also doing a reaction video, which is on our YouTube channel. So check it out. Mm-hmm. James. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks and just sitting around uh, thinking about the next time I'm going to have breakfast for dinner, which is a treasure. <laughs> it really I is. Did, I, I love breakfast. I did that today. Did that you really? Toast. Yeah. Breakfast for dinner. Bacon? It's excellent. Yeah. All right. Uh, it is. Anyway, so we started with breakfast and we ended with breakfast. John Wonderful. hates bacon. John likes bookends, though, so breakfast, breakfast. I do like bookends. I also like uh, saying goodbye to everybody. Uh, So uh, have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you Monday morning right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We will see you around, kids.